Hey everybody, it's Maggie here. I am going to do a brief content warning at the top of this episode. We are talking about just themes of depression and self-harm. Uh, so if you don't want to listen to that, you shouldn't have to listen to that. Here at the People's Pod. In my house? We let you decide if you want to be sad. It's like one of those um, one of those clubs where you put on headphones and you listen to whatever music you want. Yeah. Which sounds horrible because everyone's dancing at a different beat. And today we're listening to Katy Perry's I'm Still Breathing. So if you don't want to listen to that song, press next and listen to one of the boys, which we'll also be listening to in this episode. I'll be listening to Sia's Breathing. Can't breathe. I'm going to breathe from Grey's Anatomy. Grey's um, Anatomy? Grey's Anatomy. And I'm also going to be listening to Breathe by Ariana Grande. One I'll in be each listening ear to by Breathe all. in parentheses 2AM by Anna Nolik, my favorite song of all time. Anyway, if any of those songs aren't your particular cup of tea, uh, you can just skip ahead in this episode or listen to the next one or listen to the previous one, whichever Twice. you want. Listen to the last one two times. That makes up for this. Either way, we've got a great guest. We're going to have a lot of fun. This is just an FYI. See you soon. As soon as I was out of sight, I heard Quill and Embry chorus. The sound of a brief scuffle followed, interspersed with an ouch and a hey, if either of you set so much as one toe on my land tomorrow, I heard Jacob threaten. His voice was lost as I walked through the trees. I giggled quietly. The sound made my eyes widen in wonder. I was laughing, actually laughing. And there wasn't even anyone watching. I felt so weightless that I laughed again, just to make the feeling last longer. Uh, welcome back. Oh, thanks. I, I know you've been you've been off because of paternity. Yeah, I am had a kid. Their name Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders. Colonel like Sanders. curdled milk and then Sanders. Yeah, it has a weird skin thing, um, and a big mustache. He, your your child, gender yet to be determined. Mm. Um, on this pod at least, right? Uh has a skin thing and a mustache and you thought the best way to honor that honor that was to name it Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, Colonel's doing great. Slips through the night. Um, has slips through the night. Slips through the night. Why are you letting him get out of your hands? Why are you covering him on all, all the margarine? Well, you know, you can't get that little scamp out of that bucket of margarine. Slips under the door like flat Stanley. <laughs> comes back and always has some sort of new tattoo. <laughs> Uh, speaking of new tattoos, mm. I have a tattoo on my back that used to have someone's name, but I instead covered it up with just like um, two symbols, not Chinese symbols, the instrument. Those are characters. No, these are symbols. <laughs> so like, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> uh, and anyway, it it used to say the name of my ex-husband. B- Bob Durst. No, the other one. <laughs> oh, Sharon Durst. No, sorry. The first one. Um, oh yeah, Aladdin from Aladdin. Sorry, you're right. The second one. Yeah, yeah, Bob Durst. <laughs> no, no, Bob Durst was the third one. Okay. Oh. oh. The second one. A-Rod. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So close, but it was actually Jay Huff. Jay Huff? Yeah. Oh. A-Rod, Jay Huff. It's all the same. One of them's a baseball player. One of them sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible to know which one is which. Oh, my goodness. I just realized we were, we're um, recording. This is our podcast. Edward is a vampire. My name's Chris. <laughs> team Charlisle. Uh, my name is Maggie. And today, I'm Team Bia. What did we decide? Blella. Bl- Lella. 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 Leah and Bella. Yeah. Lella. Um, and we have a guest. A special guest um, satelliting in from the second city. Hey. The windiest town. The, hey. The land of soup and honey. Bean City. Hey. The region. The region. It's Jake Huff. Jake Huff. Hey, Hi, Jake. what's up? Oh, also um, Team Jeff. 
obviously. Jeff. Who's Jeff? Okay. Jeff is um, Jeff is Jacob and Seth. Aww, oh, Je- I thought you were saying Seth. Jeff as in J-E-F-F. Jeff. No, it's Team Jeff Winger from Community. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we really love the show and we'll recommend it over and over on this podcast, What We Do in the Shadows. Season two out now. Sure. And there's a recurring joke where one of the characters can't say the name Jeff. So she says Jesk. 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 Is she from New Zealand? No, she's Croatian or Russian, maybe? Mm. We'll never know. Yeah. Um, Jake, you're our first Bloomin... You're our first uh, Hoosier on our the first pod. first Hoosier on the pod. Oh, well, that can't possibly be true when well, it's hosted by two Hoosiers. Well, other than... Other than uh, us. You're our first okay, guest. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. our first third Hoosier on the pod. That's... The first it's third. It's an honor. What's um, our motto? Uh... It's not Semper Fi. What is it? It's the Latin thing. It's the truth one. Semper E. All I'm coming with is six Semper Tyrannis, which is definitely the John Wilkes Booth thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that. Well, you can't see it at home, but Jake is giving me a John Wilkes Booth thing with his new mustache. (laughs) Um, But we're very excited to bring um, Jake on also because he and I graduated from the same English program. Yes. So we have Hey, what up? We have similar theoretical backgrounds. I'm interested. Hey, Kathy because Smith is retiring this year, Chris. Maggie Smith, Dame. No, Kathy Smith. I don't care Honestly, about her daughter, Kathy. A dame in my book. I'll send her this. Pod. The it's the the dame of the Indian University English Department. Yeah, she's awesome. Kathy Smith, Chris, and I love you. A shout out to Kathy. <laughs> Maggie is so left out. <laughs> I also took English classes. This podcast all the time, I think, to people who don't know us, feels like they're sitting they they're sitting in on a conversation with strangers and they're left out a lot. I feel like now, mm-hmm. especially, we're ostracizing even our close friends are listening. We are to this ostracizing program. them. Look, I didn't go to speak school. Speaking of speak, Kristen Stewart, Kristen Stewart, Twilight, <laughs> Twilight English class. Bella is someone who loves English class but pretends she's not interested in college. The, There's no such thing as a kid who loves high school English class who doesn't want to go to college. This is so true. Um, I right. think Bella has a lot of qualities that I kind of like. The fact that she's so blasé and doesn't want to go to school and instead wants to be with her boyfriend forever is a big turnoff for me. Sure. Yeah. But I will say that in the first week of this podcast, uh, Chris brought up how absurd her syllabus is. And we should revisit that here at some point. I'm excited because it's it, gotten even crazier in this new academic year. She is, yeah. She's a senior and she's reading um, all romances. Uh, uh, freaking, freaking Romeo Animal Farm and Juliet for the first and time. Animal Farm, which is a classic <laughs> middle school movie. Animal Farm book. is like yeah. a middle school or freshman year book. Julie Romeo and Juliet, a freshman year play. Yeah, her school is. I'm going to say bad. <laughs> <laughs> also, why is she in calculus if she's not good at math? Just take an easier math, Bella. I Just take an easier. I don't think math. you have to take calculus. You if don't. You're not, if you're not going to college. No, it's. I mean, at least in my school, um, calculus was an AP class. So like, Us you didn't too. have to take it to graduate. You just had to no. take it to like test out of college. Stuff. Exactly. I think we did pre-calc senior year as like the honors track if you didn't want to do AP calc. Mm. Speaking of testing out, Jake, um, just I don't think he didn't read the first book. So he just got right into this book. But he exactly. did. You trudged through almost 200 pages of new Yeah, memory. so in a way you I tested did. out of the first book. I did have to read chapters one through three in order to understand chapters four through six, though in hindsight, I don't know that that was necessary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I will say that we had a lot of takes last week on the pod about how much we were enjoying this book and how good it was. Our takes, I would say, throw those all out the window. We were idiots. We were stupid we babies. We were so naive back then. This book gets <laughs> insane so fast. It gets Yo, back it's to, so insane. It gets back to my favorite things about this book, which is when it, it gets so granular and weird in just our little town. And then Bella's little ticks are all that we have left. And it's insane. What about how no one in the town knows what bears are? They can, and like yeah. they think bears are unicorns. They're like, bears don't exist this close to town. <laughs> no, it's well, it's almost as if they think bears have like a like a maximum size of like three foot tall. Yeah. Like they think of like, bears as like large dogs. Yeah, they were like, this bear was so true. huge. And they were like, oh, it wasn't that big. The other bears you've seen your whole life must have been babies. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Okay, before we get to before we get too deep into Twilight talk. I want to know what Jake's experience with Twilight is. Yeah, yeah. Jake, what yeah. what was your first Twilight memory? 
Um, my first Twilight memory, I did see the first one. Actually, no, I my first Twilight memory was the soundtracks, full disclosure. Mm. Because the soundtracks slap. Honestly, uh, Paramore. It's a great we, soundtrack. Lightless Bird like, American Mouth. Like Love it. A bafflingly good soundtracks. It's because they they got the Grey's Anatomy movies. girl. The Grey's Anatomy woman, she did the OC. They got a sound supervisor who knows what's going on. She's a freaking pro. And it's not like songs that already existed. It's like they got artists to contribute original work. Like, we'll talk about this at some point, but there is a scene in here that in the movie, if I remember correctly, is set to an original duet by Bon Iver and St. Vincent. And that is wild to me. That is insane. I didn't know it existed. I can't wait. I know nothing yeah. about the New Moon soundtrack. I only know about the Twilight soundtrack, which I loved. And I know, because of, of course, about... Yeah, because of Paramore. And I know, of course, about... One step closer. I we have to buy that rights now, <laughs> And that's in the last one. Yeah, we have to. I have to bleep all that out because I simply cannot afford to get Christina Perry... Her music on this podcast. Sure. Okay. But all that to say, I had gotten introduced to Twilight through the soundtracks. I saw the first one. So I I'm imagining you, it's like 2008, go to the, 2009, you're on iTunes. And then. Yeah, of course. You, yeah. You then, um, let's see. 2009, I would have been entering my freshman year of high school. Um, at some point, I did go see. I saw the this was it New Moon. Yeah, I saw this. I went to the premiere with my sisters. So that is like 2009, because I pirated it when I lived in Germany, which was in 2009. Good thing the statute of limitations is up. So that because I'm admitting to a crime. Yeah, so we can't arrest you. You want to download a car? <laughs> yeah, a no, car. Remember those commercials? The, anyway. Yeah, I was like, you want to steal a car, so you shouldn't steal this one Green Day album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like, well, okay, if cars were. 99 cents a car i would buy one <laughs> in germany there's a political party that's all about pirating stuff yeah information should be free man they might even be called the pirate party regardless there's what they're not called the pirate party they there's might be no i went to a exists. fair and there were people there and i was like what's the pirate party and they were just about pirating stuff what i'm gonna say is in germany the laws about that stuff are lax i could steal anything it was so easy and also in magazines, they would paste like the face of a teen celebrity on a naked body. In magazines. <laughs> what? I saw Miley Cyrus's face pasted onto a naked teen's body in a regular like Tiger Beat magazine. Europe do be crazy. <laughs> Europe be so nuts, y'all. Wow. So how does it feel to get back into Twilight, Jake? Um, hmm. Well, is it like what they say about Harry Potter? Did it welcome you home? No, because I was—I never lived there to begin with. Mm. I'd never read any of the books. Um, but I had listened to all of the episodes of this podcast, of course. So it's like you it's read It's like you've read along. You got the really and, deep analysis necessary. Yeah, and there were parts of reading this book where I was like, I'm sure this is referencing something that happened in the original Twilight, but I don't know what that is. She recaps the entire so book sure. in the first chapter. <laughs> you miss nothing. Also, yeah, it's every as Bella would say, it's everything and nothing. But these chapters were a lot. Yeah. Do you want to get into it? I think so. Yeah. Are you ready? Nice. We'll be back. You ever have something in your house that you think I should just throw this away. But then someone else you live with is like, well, you could probably get two dollars for it. And you think that's too much work to go through it all. Yeah, we went through that work, okay? Come by our house, look at our front lawn. We have everything out there. We have old baby stuff. We have a rocking chair that doesn't work. We have half of a blender pitcher. It's all broken, but you can still, you know, come by. There's a cardboard sign that says, hey, for sale. Walk on up, knock, knock. Please don't say your name is Bella, because if you say your name is Bella Swan, we'll, we'll give it to you for free, okay? Even these fully functioning bikes that probably have parts that still could be sold for money, Okay. It's a bunch of junk. We want to get rid of it. Just come on up, please. I'm too lazy to go to the dump. Take it off my hands. This is a recap of the chapters we read. It is Sparkle Notes. No! <laughs> I'm never going to enjoy it. Uh, in chapter four, we see Bella still pretty depressed. It's been Charlie, months. It's been months. Charlie finally puts his foot down and says, you need to go live in Florida with your mom and get some professional help. I can't 
I can't watch you be so sad all the time. And she's like, fine, dad, whatever. I'll do something. And then she asked Jess, um, Jessica to go to see um, a movie after school. So Jessica and Bella drive to Port Angeles. They watch a movie. It sort of triggers Bella. Because she, people are holding hands. And because she thinks that she's become a zombie. And then after the movie, they're walking to McDonald's to get food when... Bella seats men across the street um, at a bar that remind her of the men that she saw last time she was in this town. And she says, basically, I have nothing worth living for, so I might as well risk my life. So she starts approaching them, and when she's about halfway across the street, she clearly hears Edward's voice telling her to go back. Blood, don't hurt yourself. Remember the promise, Remember, Bella. Bella. And then it turns out that those guys are probably fine and not creepy, so she turns away and goes back to McDonald's with Jessica. The next day, in the next chapter, Bella feels different now. She feels like, oh, I, I, I do remember Edward. So things are different. She's driving around town, feeling all mopey, um, and then she sees two old bikes on the side of the road. She takes the bikes. She, like, talks to the kid who owns the bikes. She takes the bikes, and she goes right to Jacob at La Push and is like, Hey, buddy. Hey, friend. Let's fix up these bikes together. Mostly you. It's very nice because they're old friends. And Bella laughs for the first time in forever. Mm-hmm. In chapter six, we meet Jacob's friends, Quill and Embry. They give him a hard time because he clearly has a crush on her. And now she wants to be around him. Uh, Bella feel, seems a little more lively. She goes to school. She tries to like get in on people's conversations, but she still feels a little left out. Um, But she is so glad to have this outlet with Jacob. She goes over there again. Her dad's there. All the dads are there. Seth and Leah Clearwater are there. So we meet them. And then Bella goes back to school one more time in this chapter. Angela is a real pal and knows that Bella's hurting. Jessica's still weirded out by Bella trying to get hit on by men at a bar. (laughs) Um, And then uh, Lauren, Cornsick hair girl, according to Bella, is still a big bitch. <laughs> corn silk hair girl cut off her corn silk. Bella reminds us about her ugly hair, but now it's gone like a boy. That's what Bella says. Um, but Bella stands up for Angela, and Angela says, are you doing okay? And Bella says, I'm doing better, but I'm still having a hard time. And Angela says, I've missed you. And that's how the chapter ends. Isn't that cute? That's nice. It is. What? Twilight are we in now? It's a whole new world in this book. It's a whole new moon. moon. Jake, you brought up the uh, very good idea that we have to calculate our Twilight ages. Yeah, because I think it's a crazy part of this chapter. Yeah, so in this in these chunks of chapters, uh, Bella and Jacob are talking about how they're not that their age difference isn't that extreme. Because Bella makes like a joke about how Quill is too young for her. And Jacob is like, I'm not too young for you. It's like a power move. Right. Well, definitely what happens is by the time they get to the end of their own math is that the age gap is larger. For sure. But Jacob is much older. Which I guess is fine because of dumb gender stuff. Yeah. So... A lot of weirdness, so we're going to calculate our own ages. So we start, I'm um, I'm 25. I'm also 25. Oh, we're all 25 in this house. I'm almost 26, though. Uh-oh, she's so old. Uh, well, we're just going to see how we are at the end. Yeah. So we're going to apply the same math that they do. We love to do math on this, this podcast. This is our math podcast we've a always big, dreamed This of. is a STEM pod. This is a STEM, STEM pod. pod. Edward is a STEM, but I mean it as a stud femme. Nice. Which is a TikTok Word. TikTok lesbian category. Yeah. Um, so the first thing that happens when they're discussing their age is that Bella claims that dog that boys are less mature, so they have to their age is in dog years. So we have to divide you two yeah. by seven. Which is like what? Three and a half. It's we start off we're three and a half years old already. And well, I'm twenty five. Three and four seven. So it's like three point four two eight five one seven. What? No, that's Jake not doing. right. But it's something Just along those lines. Just say three and a half. <laughs> um, next up, okay. So Jacob then says you had to factor in your height. He says that Bella knocks off 10 years because she's five foot four. So that means she loses a year 
for every 6.4 inches she is. I'm 5'2". Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. You guys are both taller than me, so you don't have to do it. Yeah, no, I'm 5'9", which is the exact average height of an American male, so I think I stay the same. You stay the same, and I think, Chris, you should technically add years because you're tall. I'm six foot one. So, so you add, what, four years? You're still four inches shorter than Jacob. It's worth noting. Uh, <laughs> Jacob, Jacob is, is so tall. tall. <laughs> Jacob is 6'5", which there's no way Taylor Lautner is 6'5", right? No, no, no. I just want to point out, while Chris is doing math on his little clicky clack. Look, I'm just trying to figure out the exact math. I just want to point out that I learned from Ruth Bader Ginsburg that by calling boys immature, what you're really doing is being sexist to women. And I think Bella should maybe take a thing or two from that Supreme Court case about beer and learn oh, how to be a better Oh, this is the case feminist. where RBG, like, um, it was like the first time, ugh, jeez, I'm... I'm you. so sorry. Judy Failer, my year, constitutional law professor, you're so ashamed of me right now. I'm so sorry. The 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 age limit for men in I want to say Tennessee, but I'm not sure that that's right. It might be Oklahoma, a southern state. Um was 16 I think it was for Oklahoma women or Arkansas. Yeah, women could drink beer at oh yes, 18 and men couldn't drink beer until buy beer until 21. The assumption being that women are more responsible and could take on that responsibility. So these men took it to the Supreme Court for gender discrimination. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg got on board and was like, listen, I can win this for you because I'm going to argue that it's not gender discrimination against men. It's actually a more insidious gender discrimination against women because you're because of the things you're suggesting about women's nature. Uh, and so the guy who was the boy's lawyer was like, no, he was a prick. So he got up in front of the Supreme Court and just fumbled the whole case. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg had orchestrated it so that she had she was arguing a case right after that. So she got up to argue her case. And the chief justice was like, Ruthie, yo, Ms. Ginsburg, what did you think about that case before that you just watched? And Ruth Bader Ginsburg laid it out for him and they won. Yeah. For those constitutional Amazing. law professors following along, so Dean My Fontaine, mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is uh, Craig V. Boren from 1976. Nice. So what we're saying is, Bella, take a seat, take some notes, and learn your history. Learn your history. Uh, but back to it, I'm 25, Chris is... Oh, no, I'm not anymore. How old am I? Um, Let's say, well, you're... Or what are you short? So you're losing ten years. Yeah, great. You're 15 now. I'm 15. Can I gain Chris five years? Seven. You can't gain five years. Come on. No. Fine. Three years. Fine. Then I'm fine. Then I'm six and a half now. Six and a half. I'm 15. Uh, Jake, and Jake is, is three. I'm and still a half. three and a half. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Some other rules they give. Um, you lose two years if you don't know how to change a tire. I do not. Know I how do to not change know that. Tire. I do know how to change a tire. Oh, okay. He gets. Uh, let's say he gets two years. He gets two years. Okay. So I'm. So I'm 13. five and a half. <laughs> uh, and I'm back down to I'm four and a half. Okay, <laughs> okay I'm the, okay. Um, you get one year gained for being in charge of bookkeeping at your house. I'm gonna say that of my house, I'm, I'm in, charge in charge of my own bookkeeping. So yes. So I no, get and one. I manage all that. the utility bills, so I think I get a year. Yeah. Oh yeah, the bills are in my name in this house. Yeah, but I had my bills in my name in Bloomington, so I'm an accountant. Okay, we all get a year. We all get a year. I'm now fourteen. I'm six and a half. I'm still the little baby boy. Okay, that is all the rules that they... Yeah, that's all the rules that they go, so we're going to keep going. Because Bella ended up at 23, so we have a lot of ways to go. We have a lot of back and forth to still do. Maggie and I... And Jacob ended up at 30. (laughs) (laughs) I think that you should lose uh, years if you live with other people that that you aren't like in a family with. I'm going to end up as a fetus in this is what's going to happen. That's funny, If I don't end up unborn. That's like a a thing people say. What? Living with people. So I'm going to take, I think we should take off three years. Okay, we'll take off three years. But let's sign back to three and a half. You negated all of the progress I gained by learning how to change tires. That's that's life as a millennial. Okay. You should gain years if you've ever lived alone. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, I have. I have too. So we're back up to where we just were. Ten. 
I mean, 13. I'm, um, I'm, I'm I still don't... six and a half. <laughs> I'm still, again, five and a half. I'm going to give Megan and I 10 years older because we live in the Big Apple. I totally Ugh. agree. That's if anything, we should just, subtract years for Jake living in Chicago. <laughs> uh, that's just so annoying. Maggie, remember when you came to visit me and the first thing I said to you was you started to say something about New York. And I said, if this trip is going to be all of just you being like, New York is like this, but Chicago is like this, then we're not going to talk. And it was. That was the whole thing. Because it was guess that. what? So in Chicago, buildings anything, are short I, and streets are too wide. I should gain a decade wide. for having to listen to that. <laughs> um, I think that you should you should gain if you've been in a serious relationship. Does our marriage count? No. <laughs> Does, well. Um, so I'm gonna gain how many years? Uh that gives you another that gives you four. Four. I'm 17. Hey. Oh, I'm pretty good. Sick. So, what, 30, uh, 30, uh, no. I think if we added a decade for having to listen to you talk about New York in a no. city that's not New York. Jake, we are not I... giving you a decade. Oh, wait. I forgot that we added a decade for... So I'm yeah. actually 27. I was going to say, I'm at, what, 17 and a half? Pretty good for I'm me. I'm 27. Jake, you do not get a decade for not I'm gonna being give it to in him. New York. I'm going to give it to him, baby. Yeah. Maggie, you have not listened to you talk about New York. It's exhausting. <laughs> and uh, all of us have to take off 20 years for reading this book. Shit. It... <laughs> That's that is problem. a good point. I I'm, am now seven. I'm at negative three and a half. This okay. feels right. This is where I wanted to be. <laughs> okay. I wanted to be unborn. Yeah, I'm also negative three. And a half this right book now. put me back in the fetus, as Freud says. We all want to do. I've crawled in, and it's comfy, baby. And I'm a bitchy seven. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty good. I'm excited. Okay, we'll be right okay, back. <laughs> <laughs> like to not insult our dear friend Stephanie Meyer. She's my best friend. But what I'm going to say is we started this book on board. We were so I was so chipper and excited to read. And these chapters like our age took us down decades. <laughs> we kind of went we took we took 3 steps forward and like 4 steps back when we got into chapter 3. Yeah. Um, because the first part of the book was like, we're going to momentum, we're learning stuff, stuff was happening, we're like seeing the consequences of characters' actions, and we really and slowed it all down. We really slowed down. Yeah, the problem is, I, the, the big problem is Bella is really depressed, and it's not written in a very engaging way. But I'll say, in everyone's defense, I think depression is a really hard thing to write and describe. Yeah. She, Bella doesn't have, um, I get it's, her mind is stuck in the same thought pattern loop which it might be real to how the character is thinking but to read it over and over again there's just different ways of iterating i miss edward but i can't think about him so i'm just gonna have my stomach hurt on the flip side i think that these kinds of chapter are so um archetypical of ya fiction when there's not a supernatural element non-supernatural yeah. ya this is whole books. From what I remember from the later Hunger Games books, when Katniss is really upset and uh, like forever changed from being in the Hunger Games, this reminds me of That's that. That's most of the series. Though, yeah, right? it's most of the series is her being like sad and like scared of loud sounds. I stopped reading after the first one because I knew it was going to get worse. The first one is pretty good and tight, and then uh, we spiral out of control. Another by another Hoosier. I just wanted to point out Suzanne Collins. Yeah, IU. no, for I did think that it was Stephanie Meyer who went to IU, but it was not. It was I want to say Karen Collins, but nope. that's definitely Suzanne. Selena Meyer's advisor. In <laughs> <laughs> Suzanne Collins is the Hunger Games author. Stephanie Meyer absolutely one hundred percent went to Mormon college. Coolidge, Coolidge, <laughs> <laughs> um, for sure she did. Um, but yeah, so I I'm not offended by the depression being here. Because that's so YA to me. Yeah, And sure. I think it's hard for us as adults to necessarily access even wanting to read about a teen who's this morose. And also, if you're a teen and you're heartbroken, it does feel like... I mean, Bella is doing it for, I'm going to say, too long. <laughs> well, there is that whole section at the beginning of this where it's just month names. Yeah, yeah. there's four pages of blank except December, January. I want to talk about charlie being a goddamn saint in these yeah. chapters he steps up a little he, bit more he doesn't say all the right words i think but he's doing good work 
No, but guys, Charlie gets so vulnerable in these chapters. Like that moment where he's like, when your mom left me, here's what happened. And I Bella loved just it. shuts him down. I love that because it's like, hey, honey, you know how you think you're affected by your your mother and I's divorce? Guess what? Yeah, I had I to had live an through it too. Marriage. I also yeah. love Charlie, who's this tough, broody dad, being like, Maybe you just maybe you just need some help, Bells. Maybe you need to see someone professionally. Charlie's therapy, I really notice it in this these chapters. Charlie's therapy is he's constantly watching live sports. All yeah. he does is work, come home and eat cold pizza and watch live sports. Always. I do think that's just like a straight man thing though. Or is it the thing, you know, like in YA children's literature when like the parents are always absent either because they're dead or they're like on some safari all the time or, you know, something. For I think that's Disney movies. Yeah. So for Stephanie Meyer, she's like, I want her dad to be there, but it's okay that she's never home because he's always watching hockey. <laughs> it's like a funny device to make her dad present but absent. I also just love that all of Charlie's favorite friends are these guys who live out on the reservation and he has to drive two hours, but they, he sees them all the time. And they go fishing yeah. together. I just That's love this sweet. adult man who has friends in a way that no adult man in real life ever has. As an adult man, do you th- that rings true to you, Jake? Um, to put you on well, blast? There are many differences between me and Charlie, one being he has a child. Mm. So Chris would be a more I can relate to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Comparison. Um, is no, this okay, how you wait, feel? Going back to Bella for a second. Yeah. yeah. I do. I think it's fascinating that Bella calls like a potential therapist a shrink. She called? I circled it <laughs> and said, said, do young people call therapists shrinks? And also, Never. I'm very curious about the etymology of calling therapists shrinks. Um, if we could get our housekeeper Janine in, I bet that she would have things to say. <laughs> But I want to say that my favorite part of that moment, Jake, is when she says, I don't know much about psychoanalysis, but. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's because this was written in probably 06, 2006. Right. Well, and the second half of that sentence that Maggie just quoted is like something like, but I assume it works better when the patient is telling the truth, <laughs> which implies that Bella, if she were to go to therapy, would just lie. <laughs> Yeah, she has no, Bella doesn't have the ability to be like, oh, I guess I could talk about my boyfriend without talking about how he's a vampire. <laughs> I could yeah, say like, I'm if sad. Only I could talk about his behaviors. Yeah. No, she's just so honest. She's like, well, I can't dishonor my soul husband and not mention his vampirism. Um, I'm going to real check uh, quick, get Janine on the mic and see if she knows where shrink comes from. Oh, she's. Hey, what's up? It's Janine. Uh, I, I'm not entirely sure, but if I'm remembering correctly, it's the idea that they would shrinks would shrink the parts of your brain that were like overactive or causing literally pain. they would physically shrink. It's them? like a, like head shrinker is where that word comes oh, from. See, I would think that like if you're talking about your childhood and traumas like that, it's like you're shrunken down to that age. Oh, no, I don't think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Roasted. But good guess. Thank you Thanks, so much. Janine. Thanks, Janine. Um, for those of you who are just maybe tuning in for the first time, or maybe the 700th time and you're still confused about Janine, Janine is our housekeeper. Uh, that's who, it. She's our live-in housekeeper because we are... New Yorkers. New Yorkers. Let's lie and say we live on the Upper East Side. We live on the Upper East Side. We have park views and a housekeeper named Janine. And three French Bulldogs. Upper, Dupper, and Pupper. Upper, Dupper, and Pupper. Mm-hmm. Dupper, the worst one. His eyes are all like, boy, oy, oy. Uh, But speaking of boy, oy, oy. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> let's talk about Bella risking her life. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I was reading this and I thought, why is Bella doing this? Um, but we're talking in, about one-eyed Pete's, right? One-eyed Pete's when she stumbles over to one-eyed Pete's. And she, let's be clear, she assumes that one-eyed Pete's is, is a pirate a pirate-themed bar, <laughs> which is insane. <laughs> like never in my what? Although in her what? defense, when I was 18 or 17 and 18, I had no idea what the inside of a bar really was like. What's a, but you know, like you would have known that it wasn't like a theme where you had to dress up as a pirate. <laughs> No, okay, okay. Rainforest Cafe is themed like the jungle, Jake, but you don't have to dress up. Yeah, but like she Tarzan. was like, I was surprised not to see any pirates inside. 
Oh, yeah. oh, that's silly. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I think it's funny because the longer I talk about it, the more I keep thinking, and pirates aren't even real. <laughs> <laughs> like they're wizards. Uh, I'm also imagining it as like one of those weird bars in your hometown. You all have one. Yeah. That's like plain and like just concrete on the outside. And the front door is most, it almost looks like a back door. In Carbondale, it's called. There's all one like that. What's what's yours like, Jake? No, I was sorry, I was distracted because I was thinking um, of Maggie not thinking pirates were real <laughs> and how other things I don't think are real. Ninjas, sure. But what that reminded me of was that last year I found out um, that truffle mushrooms are different from like chocolate truffles. They are very oh, different. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was crazy that like what sniffs out truffles is it beavers or pigs? pigs? <laughs> Jake, are there you are you imagining a world where there's a Frenchman with a trained beaver? Oh, sniff out that truffle. That's the beaver. No, but Steve. there's like an animal that sniffs out truffles. Let's right? talk more about the War of 1812. Tom Nook, does he sniff out truffles? Don't bring Animal Crossing into this pod. <laughs> How dare you, Chris? <laughs> um, this is something I think is also very YA. Because, like, the idea of, like, self-harm being a means to an end is so YA and so unrealistic to the world that we live in. And there's in. something weird where Stephanie, it seems like she knows that what she's writing Bella to do is harmful or could be. So then she makes explicit, Bella says, like, I have never even thought about ending my life because I just never would. So it's she's, like, hedging. I just think what... Bella forgets to remember is like there are potentially terrible things you could do before death to yeah. ruin your life or ruin the people around you's life. Well, and like, yeah, harm yourself a lot. Totally. So she's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to die when her It is very like Stephanie read like the DSM for at what point someone would have to like their therapist would be allowed to break confidentiality to alert authorities. Um, and just, and she like, just wanted to stay right on. If we, yeah, if we could get Janine back on the mic, I'm sure we could know the, it's like four things and one of them is ideation, but the others are like, you have a plan and shit. So uh, Janine is nodding at plan, killing animals and wetting the bed, right? That's it. That's it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what I feel bad for, <laughs> Jake is dead. What I feel bad for is Jessica who had to watch her friend in a zombie state Shuffle across an active road. Yeah. And then just an keep, active road. Bella keeps describing how she stops, listens to Edward's voice, takes another step. Stops. I'd be so con- I'd be like, oh no, my friend who has been acting so strange for months is like really scaring me right now. I get really annoyed because at Bella in these chapters, not because she's going through something hard, because we've all been there. We go through hard things. I've been there as a teen. It's very difficult. But the extra step of, I don't know why Jessica's so mad, even though she knows that she's risking her own life. She's unwilling to be like, oh, I'm putting my friend in danger as well. Wow. Yeah. Well. Jessica's Anna Kendrick, right? Yeah. yeah. My own reference. Oh, yeah. yeah when okay. I read this book, I can only imagine the actors. I have no idea. Well, except Bella is also teen Kim Davis, as evidenced by an earlier chapter. I don't have as much trouble picturing Bella as someone different. But I have a lot of hard time picturing Edward as Edward Robert, is always Robert Pattinson. Robert. It's the hair. Something and about Jacob the hair. I also, just... in my mind, is definitely um, Taylor. Regardless, Anna Kendrick is really upset. And at the end of the chapter, Bella's like, I guess I had really offended her. It's and like, I no. be like, Bella, you scared her. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's very hard to watch your friend go through. And then it's Bella, hard to watch it's your also friend very, go through it's depression. It's very hard to go through. Like, let's be totally. clear about that. Yeah, Bella's yeah, yeah, going definitely. through okay. one of the hardest periods of her entire life, probably. It's, yeah, horrible. Yeah. It's very hard to go through, it, but it's also very hard to watch your friend go through. And I think Jessica does the best she can with the few tools she's given. True. And it would be so scary. I can't imagine what I would have done when if my friend did that. And Jessica was like, I'm going to go to the fr- to the movie with my friend because she seems sad and she finally wants to do something outside of Well, no, pride. and then later she is like, I picked Jessica and not Angela because Jessica's a dumb bitch. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, because she knows Angela's going to actually ask her questions of like, how have you been taking care like, of yourself? Yeah. Yeah, Angela's going to like ask about self-care and like have I the vocabulary love... to talk about. Okay, Angela hard. probably has cool, thoughtful parents. We're going to, let's just transition right into talking about our friends. Yeah, there's a lot of, we're a lot of new friends in these chapters and revisiting old friends. Um, I'm excited for this book to be about friendship over love, like romantic love. But we I don't know it's not going to happen. I'm already, I'm already annoyed at Team Jacob. Not people that are, but the idea of it, because I think it's so clear to me that Bella is so glad to finally have a friend. Yep. And yes, it's clear that Jacob has a crush on her and maybe you shouldn't string people along. But also, women are allowed to have friends and you don't have to think that she should owe him sex. No, I fully agree. Um, the one thing I will say in defense of Team Jacob here is Jacob, as described in the books, which I have never read any until now, is happy in a way that he's not in the movies. Like he's yeah. described here is just like, sort of bouncing everywhere. He's like, yeah, he's like a golden retriever. He's like effortless. I think that goes away. From my memory, he becomes mad. Do you think he was like initiated? He becomes becomes like angry and brooding when he's wolfs out, but I I don't have any idea. I could be totally... So he's just like... like, He's not fully a wolf yet, right? I don't think he's fully wolf yet. Like in terms of wolf years, he's like pre-pubescent. Yeah. But he did grow like six inches over the summer. He is 6'5". Once again, I cannot emphasize enough, Jacob is 6'5", and that is crazy. Some high schoolers do be too tall, though. They're lanky. Their arms are eight feet long. That is true. (laughs) Listen, though, I'm 5'9", and in eighth grade, when we had to, like, line up outside the U.S. Capitol building to take a class photo, um, and you went, like, tallest to shortest, I was on the tallest side. I've just been this height since eighth grade. What is going on? What the You took one long (laughs) Verizon bar photo? No, I think he means like they're on steps and they're stacked. Oh, right? yeah, you're okay, on okay, steps. okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Maggie. You thought that my entire eighth grade class lined up single file. That's what I thought that you were describing. Some sort of horrible photo. I've never been in a picture. Jake really went out of his way to brag about how tall he was in sixth grade. It is a good time to bring up that Bella thought that Edward wouldn't show up in those photos. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I that haven't loved last- it. I also kind of thought about it too, though. I was like, maybe. <laughs> I already miss Alice a lot, but I love Bella's our, true friend. Yeah, but I love I love the friendship between Bella and Jacob. It's easy. It's casual. And it's, it's not nice for her. Tense. No, she can just sit there and watch her friend be good at fixing his car, which I could see that being nice. I get why teens are in love with Jacob. I draw the line at thinking that Bella should be because she isn't. And she explicitly says, oh, I need to be careful not to lead him on in a romantic way. So I'm just going to say. For sure. Let's hang out as friends. So, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I will say at this point, at this point in the saga. Yeah. Jacob seems quite likable. I totally agree. I agree. At the beginning of Twilight, I made a list of all the things we know about Bella. Here are the things we know about Quill and Embry. They don't want you to joke about their names. Uh Uh-uh. One is short. One is tall. One has shoulder-length hair. One is bald. No, buzzed hair. Bella talks so much about people's hair in these chapters. People's haircuts, how long their hair is, what color their hair hair is. She says again. She says again, corn silk hair. Corn silk hair, girl. She goes back. But she also... Bella loves a binary. Bella's like one one zero one one zero. Yeah. <laughs> Bella's like, I don't understand cars, but maybe if I had a Y chromosome, literally. And she, I, I that is the exact quote. I circled it. It was extreme. And then earlier she was like, only a boy would ever agree to fix a motorcycle for free just to talk to a girl. Boys are in dog years. He, she wants girl time. She's Imagining Bella saying, Boys are hey, like Jess, let's have girl time. It made Chris laugh out loud. It was crazy. So it's just like over and over. And also, like, let's, if we're going to talk about the girl time, and again, Jessica being a dumb bitch, according to Bella, is she was like, the reason I wanted to hang out with Jessica for girl time is being a dumb bitch is part of being girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly... Bella is her most 
binaried in these chapters that she has been so so far. As Maggie mentioned last episode, this book, it seems like Stephanie is leaning into insidiously imploring her worldview on her teen readers. Yeah, we're doubling down on the things that were like uh, surfacey last time. Now they're like coming up repeatedly. And I mentioned Stephanie only because I think Bella as sometimes, you know, you write something down and it lives in a way that the author didn't intend or didn't think about. Bella exists in a way which I don't think she cares that much about Boy View Girl. Sure. But Stephanie does. <laughs> um, because, do you know why I say that? Because she's okay dating a vampire. If you're okay dating a vampire, I don't know if you can be okay with saying boys are one way, girls are one way. Because so baby, we're anyway. Um, I want to point out, uh, in terms of our new friends, I my favorite- In terms of my nude friends? My nudist friend? Oh, Mike Newton? Mike, Mike Newton? Newton? I was going to say Flubber. He doesn't wear pants. Flubber <laughs> isn't a friend. <gasps> That's <laughs> not true. You should be friends with your lovers. Um, we're saying oh, we said Flubber. Flubber. <laughs> oh. The family film? <laughs> oh, no. All my lovers were frenemies at most. My new favorite character in the Twilight series is the new girl, Katie, who when Bella speaks, her jaw drops. Who is this? I don't remember this. At the very end of the chapter when Bella stands up for Angela. Let me find it. Let me find it. And it's not even like that significant of standing up. It's just being like Angela saw a creature. Like that's the extent of it. Yeah. So uh, Bella is like, yeah, people see bears sometimes. And everyone is staring at her in shock and the new girl katie had her mouth hanging open like she just witnessed an explosion (laughs) as if she's never because her friends are apparently so mean the fact that one person finally like stood up and said no i think she's right no it's because it's the first time bella has spoken since she's been a student there everyone is shocked because bella spoke up at lunch so she just has never seen this weird depressed girl talk and then suddenly she talks at lunch and katie's like what? <laughs> Pretty funny. And then there's two pages of honestly adorable high school friends. Angela's so cute. I think Angela yeah. and Bella Lauren, should hang out more. Hornsell Carebitch at the end goes, I guess Bella's back. <laughs> is is corn is silk hair girl? Is that the girl who chopped her hair off? And Bella's like, yeah. she must be a lesbian now. No, Bella says, and I'll quote, she chopped off her corn silk hair. And it looks like a boy, but then she's like, why did she get gum stuck in it? Ha! Too bad she couldn't chop off her personality. (laughs) Bella hates Lauren, and so do we. She's a dumb bitch. She has a shitty wig. (laughs) I think that, um... Wait, uh, uh, why do we hate Lauren? Yeah, Yeah. in the first book, Lauren was, like, at the beach, whatever, and she was being, like, a real stupid, like, ditzy girl, and Bella was just like, God, why won't she shut up? Yeah, Lauren's like... Uh, she does seem cool in these chapters, though. Lauren is, like, uh, actively mean to Bella. Yeah, she's like a, she's like a mean girl. Um, I think Bella should be friends with Angela because Angela also seems like just someone who hangs out at the bookstore, and that's all Bella wants to do. Mm-hmm. Why are they not friends? It's because Bella's afraid Angela's going to unlock something in here vis-a-vis her true feelings about... Uh, for Rosalie? For Rosalie, yeah. Let's talk about more about Bicons. Our new friends... Leah and Seth. Leah and Seth. I said, they were introduced and I wrote down, we love the gays. Because they fully are. In just one or two sentences each, we were like, we sketched the whole world for you. (laughs) Listen, Seth gets two sentences and it's the gayest content I have ever read. Jake, as as the resident Jeff shipper, please, uh, please share. Okay, listen, Seth was 14. He, He hung on Jacob's every word with idolizing eyes. And then, not a paragraph later, Jacob talked mostly to me and Seth, who interrupted eagerly whenever Jacob was seemed in danger of forgetting him. Poor Seth. Seth has such a whopping crush. It's so cute. It's really cute. Seth is, well, yeah. Seth's what? So before before this pod, I did ask Maggie and Chris if I could be team Jeff if... Uh, Jacob is 16 and Seth is 14 because it does seem weird. Um, but as we will see later, it's not weird in the Twilight universe. <laughs> they're also fake. They're fake. And they're, yeah, they're only two years apart and they're both in high school. Yeah, baby. 
The fun thing about Leah is that um, we like her. We don't love Bella's characterization of her. <laughs> We've said it before on the pod, and it is coming the ep where we tackle the weird way that races. Yeah. That we're, that we're talking about the people. I'll say borrowed in this book. So Leah's introduced thusly. Leah was a senior like me, but a year older. She was beautiful in an exotic way. Perfect copper skin, Ugh. glistening black hair, eyelashes like feather dusters, and preoccupied. She was on Billy's phone when he got in, and she never let it go. Okay, she's intense. She's hot. Uh, she Bella? has feather duster eyelashes. That's the gayest right. shit I've ever heard. The thing Bella's really into is older women. Older girls, she always says, intense. oh, Rosalie, she was intense and beautiful. Leah, intense and beautiful. Don't love that she called her exotic. Do love that she called her yeah, beautiful. That's yeah, that's bad. Um, <laughs> Bella is attracted to women who are like aloof and yeah. distant and a little older, but like don't seem to pay her much mind, but are like intensely focused on something else. I do think that like being aloof and distant is a great way to get people to pine after you. Oh, oh yeah. they know it. That's Edward's that's like whole thing. That's my go-to move. That's what these girls have Wait, down. did you say that's your go-to move? Yeah, I just try to cultivate like a persona of distance. Jake, it's never worked. It's never worked. Just because you leave parties no, I... early doesn't mean that you seem <laughs> aloof. Because when you're there, you're doing those weird dance moves. <laughs> Look, I... <laughs> got him. Yeah, no, like, uh, you you got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never once seemed intimidating in my life. Um, honestly, though, what I can say about these chapters is I'm, other than Bella's behavior, I'm glad we don't have to see Edward. I, yeah. You know how, like, last time we were back on board because it, we were like, oh, maybe this book is going to be really good and fun. Now I'm back on board because we have a fun podcast again where we can be like, what the fuck is happening in this book? <laughs> what happened to us? So I'm excited to be back in the saddle. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I the book to be... Back off the saddle, dragging behind them. We started the book, and I was like, maybe it's because I had a break from reading, and I was like, wow, we're back in it. It's kind of fun, and now I'm in it. I'm like, oh, God. Just the first two episodes, it took us over 100 pages, and there's 500 in this book. We're never leave. And like the last book, we know wolves are coming, but we're 160 pages in and no wolves. Yeah, there's absolutely no wolves. Just hints at big bears, which we know are going to be fucking wolves. Why does no one know in this town what a bear is? We'll be back. Okay. Hello, Forks Washington. This is Peter from the bar that you call One-Eyed Pete's. I do want to remind you that I did have a different name for this bar and that it was not called One-Eyed Pete's until the people of Forks Washington added it to the ballot during an election year and... It did win. So just a reminder that my name is Peter. I am not Pete. I do have one eye. I lost it in an accident. Please do not remind me. I just want to remind everyone two things. One, this is not a pirate bar. You keep saying that it is and it is not. And two, that we are closed on Mondays. Once again, I am the only bartender. I do need a day off at least once a week. You did rename my bar. All I do ask is that you let me have one day off. Finally, and I guess this is the third thing, please stop saying to me, you best start believing in pirate bars, Miss Turner. You're in one. It's not funny. I've heard it. I liked Kira Knightley much better in Pride and Prejudice, and I am thankful for your patronage, but again, don't insult me. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Chris. Yeah. Jake. Yeah. Jake. Mm-hmm. Chris? She's tricking you, Jake. Don't respond. No, I know. I cannot, guys. <laughs> Chris, no. Jake, 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 Jake. Jake, I cannot stop thinking about this uh, moment in the book where uh, Bella walks out of the movie because she realizes she's a zombie. And Jessica's like, oh, were you too scared? And she said, yeah, I guess I was too scared. And Jessica says, I didn't think you were scared. I was screaming all the time, but I didn't hear you scream once. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you're at a theater and then a 16-year-old is screaming at the top of her lungs the whole movie long. Horrifying. <laughs> it's just an extension of how I can't stop thinking about how everyone in this town thinks that this zombie movie is the scariest movie they've ever seen. The scariest and movie also, I've ever seen, like, Parasite. Maggie, Not yeah. any zombies. Maggie Zombie was movies truly aren't scared. Shocked and horrified by Parasite. 
And I hope you put the parasite segment back into this. Um, because people do deserve that class commentary. But uh, what's wild about the movie they watch is that um, Bella leaves for like five minutes. And, and everyone's and, zombies. <laughs> oh, and everyone's zombies. I was going to say, that was going to be my when thing. she leaves, no one is zombies. But when she comes back, everyone is Ten zombies. Ten minutes later. I thought that, but then I was like, wait, no. In The Walking Dead. We do see them normal, and then 10 minutes later, everyone is zombies. Oh, so, so there could have been, like, a time jump. Yeah, but it's so funny that she's like, oh, my God, you missed all the alternate like, zombies. But it is a time jump that's at least 40% through the movie, so it's not, like, where you would put a time jump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to say, again, that Jessica screamed through mm. the entire movie. I would have I would have been like, can I talk to the manager of this theater? <laughs> can I get another ticket to the show? Okay, who wants to think more? Um, my can't stop thinking about is um, last episode we talked about um, Edward took back everything he ever gave Bella, like the pictures, the CD and everything. And we said, oh, did he take back the car radio, the stereo system that Emmett got? <laughs> and it turns out he didn't <laughs> because this chapter Bella what says. What a huge oversight, Edward. Big oversight for Edward. He could have saved Bella this Huge group. oversight. Because Bella never, had to... Please never make Edward your script supervisor because you will miss continuity. <laughs> the clocks will be different between every shot. Um, Bella has to go into her car. I say has to because it's a compulsion at this point. She goes in her car and removes the stereo. <laughs> but instead of like using a screwdriver, she claws it out with her hands. Yeah, how, is this even possible? I've never fixed a car but where would you no, even begin? I don't to think use she can hands. because it, it shouldn't be possible because she said she broke her fingernails and she bled all over the car. Yeah, she described her hands as bloodied. Yeah, no, like in my head, how this worked is that she tried to use her fingernails as a screwdriver. Ugh. And then they cracked and bled. And then she kept going and eventually succeeded. Oh, yeah. God. She's like, like a wild finger, animal. She was like, oh, it must have been not the right size of drill bit. And then she moved on to the next finger. <laughs> <laughs> she is like a bear trying to get into a trash can. It, I just don't a think it would ever have been possible. Bear. It would never have gotten out. It's, it, it's nothing in this is possible. It was installed superhumanly. Those bolts, so tight. Uh, Well, you know, it could be possible. This book has vampires. Those aren't real. Hmm. You can't can't hmm, magic your way out of this one. (laughs) Okay, Jake, you're up. Okay, so I have two things that I can't stop thinking about. One is when Bella and Anna Kendrick are in the car and they're listening to the rap music. And we're going to skip over for a second the weird, like, racist aside about just because you listen listen to to rap music. Yeah. I read it as Uh, Bella never listens to it ever. So she just picked anything. But basically, there's a sentence where Bella says, I nodded my head hoping I was in time with the beat. (laughs) And I'm obsessed with the person who, like, can't tell what a beat is. So they just sort of shake their head. I don't know how you cannot have any sense of rhythm. Bella can't dance and falls down a lot. So she's just, like, letting her head fall. I think Bella might have an inner ear problem. Do you guys remember when the trailer for Us dropped and it really did seem like a white person cut the trailer because they edited Lapita to be um, snapping on the downbeat? And everyone was like, what the hell? That's not how you snap. I'm not sure anyone but you noticed that, Jake. No, I think a lot of people noticed that. That's so I don't think anyone but you and the Twitter accounts that you follow noticed that. Here we go. I'm going to insert a clip right here. Wow, you're right, Jake. No, wait, wait a minute, no, Jake. This is the Adam Sandler. No they're right behind the downbeat. It's spooky and it's us. It's all together us. It's spooky and it's us. Coming this fall. Us. 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 It's a magic school. Us. 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 Is this a good bit? I anyway, okay, the other thing I can't stop thinking about, um, quick sidebar to say that at the end of every week, the uh, NPR Politics podcast does the segment called Can't Let It Go, where you describe the things that you can't let go of from the week, and this is always what the segment has reminded me of. Anyway. So you can't stop thinking about NPR when you're listening to our podcast? Always. I do think it's of journalistic integrity of NPR. We do have that behind us. Yep. You are calming. I am Terry um, Gross. Okay, the second thing I can't stop thinking about this week um, is Bella talks about, like, when in, in her stage where she's like, I'm trying to be as reckless as possible. 
she's like, uh, Forks is not the place to be reckless. Uh, it's harmless now, but it hasn't always been that way, <laughs> which does make me want to see the like 70s noir detect. I think I want to watch Twin Peaks is what I'm describing. Yeah, she makes it out as if it's like New York in the 80s, but I think she means that there yeah. used to be vampires. Oh, I have no idea. I'm right. But like, Peaks. vampires didn't kill Laura Palmer. So, like, <laughs> I funny also read. interpret it. And the town that I went to high school in, in Carbondale, they famously, in the 70s and 80s, every Halloween, there were giant riots where like cars would be thrown and like lit on fire. So no, it there could be like on. that. Cars were thrown? Yeah. <laughs> like 10 people would pick up a car and throw it on top of another car. <laughs> That's or just not possible. Alice by Two herself through a car. Butt. That's insane. Something I can't stop thinking about. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Was it that 10 people together threw a car or that Alice by herself threw a car? Uh, it was Alice. How many Alice's does it take to throw a car? One, One. bitch. So, Chris. Chris. Yeah. Chris. Uh-huh. Chris, I can't. Chris. Jake? Yeah. I cannot stop thinking about how at One Eyed Pete's, <laughs> the bar, um, no music is playing and apparently no one's talking or Bella has super hearing because from across the street, the sound of ice clinking in glasses floated across the street. Clink, 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 clink. Just ice clinking. That's Hold Chris on. clinking his own glass. You can't hear that from across. That's Jake's fingernails. It's louder. Yeah, Jake, you can't see, but Jake has a glass full of fingernails and he just shook <laughs> oh, it. Yeah. Into the microphone. Like a maraca. Like a maraca. So anyway, I think that that is so insane. It's weird. It's a it's a pirate-themed, quiet Can cigar Never have I ever I heard the glass clinking from outside a bar. Not even from no. the doorway of a you bar. You hear, like, knives clinking. You hear, like, talking and music. Right. It's kooky. And it's spooky. It's also probably because Stephanie Meyer's never been to a bar. I do love how Bella, the guy's like, can I buy you a drink? And Bella's like, I'm too young. <laughs> and the guy's like, what? He's like, that's okay. Want to just hang out? Nice guys really do finish last in this chapter. Bella's like, I figured out that they were nice and I walked away. (laughs) Yeah, she's completely done with them. (laughs) She's like, you're not dangerous. Bye. That's all I can stop thinking about. Oh, that's good. You kind of covered everything I was also hooked on. Other than phonics. I was going to talk about was speed. Bella does love to talk about how fast cars are going. Jake, you didn't read yeah. Twilight, so you're much more jarred by that. This is classic Bella shit. Bella that's loves class. to talk about how fast things are going. And how her car doesn't go fast, but that's okay. That's why she loves it. And how Edward is really Bella, fast. Like participated in, um, what's the Boy Scout thing where you like make a car? Boxcar derby? I also box? did that, but not in Boy Scouts. Sure. I'm sure she was great at that. By great, I mean hers was the slowest, but she loved it. In, uh, at both of my cars in sixth grade in this house right now. In my at my school in sixth grade, you got like a little tiny motor, and you were supposed to like make a car out of it. Cute. Um, and there was like a race, and I thought I was going to be so good at it, and I was so bad. So, at my school, you had like an egg drop. Did you do an egg drop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did one where if you could if you could keep your egg from breaking, you got bonus. Yeah, I think that's the point of an egg drop. Our school also had a boat competition. What about you built an egg a cardboard toss? boat and you had to do a race in the pool? Did egg you go toss, to Hogwarts? I'm great at it. Oh. Do you want to do an egg toss right now? Okay, we do have to wrap it up because we're going to do an egg toss. Yeah. I've dropped four eggs during this podcast. Oh, I also dropped four albums. I'm learning how to juggle. So if I could do that with eggs, that's impressive. Yeah. Okay, Meg is going to go show us how to do egg juggling. Um, I think I could do that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can that re- makes me really glad we're divorced. You can reach us on Instagram uh, at, at Edward is a Vampire Pod. Chris keeps stealing and my thing. Jake.huff. Yeah, Jake, we'll let you plug in a second. Right now, <laughs> I, have a, I have a bone to pick with Chris. Chris keeps my thing is 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 doing the Instagram because I don't know the email address. And it's he keeps the same. stealing it. It's I did forget again that it's, it's the same. exact same. Okay, I'm gonna say it. Okay. I'm gonna say it. Okay. You can you can reach us on Instagram at Edward is a Vampire Pod. Okay, you can um, send us something into our email if you'd like. It's at Ed- oh no, it's not. It's Edward is a vampire pod at gmail.com. See, he can't do it either. That's why he's trying to steal my bit. Yeah. Jake, where can where can they find you out on the internet? Uh yeah, you can uh find me on Twitter at jakehuff.gov. Dot is spelled out. 
and um, on Instagram <laughs> at jake.huff. And I don't have anything to plug. I guess all I would say is register to vote. That seems good. That's important. It's so important. Even in America, too, we still can vote. We still in can America vote. Too, register you can just... vote, and a lot of states are moving to mail-in ballots. So... I was going to say, just set, just set up your mail-in ballot right now, babies. Yeah, and and I think TurboVote is a great tool to help you do that. And if you need help in like weighing through the various primary candidates on your ballot, uh, use Ballot Ready. So we'll post that's links. My plug. We'll post links to that on our Instagram. Yeah, that's, oh, that's it's a real nice. thing you should is, do. My plug is democracy. Wow, we're plugging democracy, baby. We are constantly hey. plugging up democracy with our thick Ugh. opinions. <laughs> Here's one: <laughs> bacon. Meh. Here's another. Bricks? Uh, uh. No, concrete. Oh, brutalist structures hey. only in a new America. <laughs> Le Corbusier said. <laughs> anyway, Maggie, before. Can you do your. Guys, we did not get that joke. Jake laughed, but Chris and I are <laughs> that not laughing. We do not understand that joke. Le Corbusier, you said brutalist architecture. That is like the pioneer of brut- brutalist architecture. I this podcast is getting Jake too esoteric. I need to. I need to. I need to turn off my microphone. I'm out of here. Okay, bye everybody. Bye, Jake. You have to kiss. Bye. I love you. Okay, that part has to be cut. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> Keep it in, boys. Uh.